This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello and welcome to season three, episode four of The Magnetic Life. I am here today with the sparkly Nicole Weston, who is the founder of More Than Moms, a community dedicated to helping fierce, independent, and ambitious mothers who want to redefine motherhood so that they can tap into their power and potential as an entrepreneur and mother. She is a trained social worker, a trauma-conscious coach, and a practitioner certified and evolved NLP. She has been an entrepreneur for 10 years and has an abundance of experience in running a business as a mom and navigating the chaos and ease of it all, earning six figures while working less and mothering on her own terms, mothering as a motherless daughter, manifesting the man of her dreams, healing from a codependent and narcissistic mother, designing a life she loves, and then her mother suddenly dying and having to start all over again. Motherhood has always been about self-sacrifice and the More Than Moms community is dedicated to helping women redesign their own motherhood experience without resentment, guilt, rage, and sacrifice so they can lead with ease in business and life. We were never taught how to mother ourselves while mothering, working, living, and loving. The More Than Moms method has helped hundreds of mothers live without guilt while making an impact in their business, community, and family. I'm going to say lots of people are very interested. Welcome, Nicole. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Okay. So I think there is a lot there. I would love to ask you about your journey with your mother and some of these feelings Mm. and how you kind of arrived at this space because it all started somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, definitely did. Yeah. I would say, how did I even get here? I would say, you know, about 10 years ago, I recognized I had this like belief that I was unlovable and I started to dive deep into like, where did that come from? What is like, what's going on? Like, I love life. What do you mean? I'm unlovable. Um, and when I did the work, I went into the room and I was like, I've got dad stuff. Like my parents are separated. My dad left our family. Like my issues stem from like that. Like I love my dad. Um, (laughs) And I got in the room and I was like, oh, I've got a lot of mother stuff coming up. And I didn't recognize that, you know, we, um, my mom was a rock solid woman, but she also had her own pain and her own wounds. And without really recognizing it started to project a lot of that out onto me. And I think that's the natural evolution of life. I say that with like no blame, no shame. Um, and so when I started to do the work, I really had to like peel apart, like, who am I outside of this belief or expectations of my mom? And, um, and that really like helped me, I don't know, dive into those layers without even realizing that it was a mother wound. That term wasn't back there, um, back then. And within that, I started to recognize, I actually do love myself. I know what I want. There are things more to life than just like taking care of everyone. Right. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. Cause I was like the rock, right. I was like, I'm the rock. I've got this. Everyone came to me for things. And then someone asked me like, well, what do you want? And I was like, I don't know. What do you mm. mean? I like, I want my family to be okay. Mm. Like, no, but like, what's your dream? And I was like, I, I don't know what you meant. And I remember mm. being tasked and I like Googled it. I was like, what does it mean to dream? And I'm not <laughs> like, I, like, I'm like a hundred percent. Like, what does it mean to dream? Cause my, my coach was like, 
you got to do this again. This doesn't make like, no, no. And I Googled it and I watched it and I watched a bunch of videos and I got super inspired. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, like, what does it mean to dream? And it really got with it. Um, And then I manifested my soulmate and we've been together ever since. And I say manifested because it's super intentional, but also magical at the same time, like how everything happened. Um, And then we started to create our life together. And like within, you know, months and years, it's like, oh my gosh, check. Oh my gosh, check. Oh my gosh, check. Mm -hmm. And I really do believe it was because I I resolved that first layer of the mother wound of what it means to be loved because Mm -hmm. I watched what it meant to be loved by her through her and how she loved. And I had to really recode that. Um, And that sent me on this epic journey of just continuously repairing uh, that mother wound from so many different angles, being a mom in business, being a mom mm. myself, being a wife. Um, mm. There's so many layers to go into. And that's how I got here. And and then I'd like continuously attract women who are like this relationship with my mom, this relationship mm. with my partner. And you start to see the themes and you're like, this is so much bigger than us. It's so much bigger than us. So something I'm really fascinated in is you've already opened up with this incredible duality that I think many, many people talk about. I have family members and clients who talk so much about this kind of duality with the mother relationship. Mm -hmm. So of course, your mom elicited a lot of emotion and deep love and you said such positive words and then there was also other words that were quote-unquote like more stressful words like I think narcissism Mm -hmm. so what does it mean when we're in relationship with this mother figure and having emotions across this big spectrum yeah oh that's a good one um I think it really comes down to the generation of what it means to be a woman, Mm -hmm. the the generational, you know, evolution of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a mother and how those expectations and beliefs came down the pipes. Mm -hmm. So my mom did better than her mom. Her mom did better than her mom. Mm -hmm. And we, we we're etching the knot, like the needle forward. Um, However, with that, um, in order for us to evolve, we've got to go through our pain. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's where the choice becomes Am I willing to stay in this cycle of pain or am I willing to get out of it? And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, because I've asked myself this question a hundred million times, um, I have a choice. And I think sometimes when the pain is so big, we forget that we have this choice to ask for help. We have a choice to go, oh, there's something more than this. Um, And again, no blame, but just Mm -hmm. like when we're in the darkness, sometimes it gets so loud, we forget to kind of go, Oh, like I, I can ask for help. And so I think my mom's pain, I think my mom's trauma, uh, she battled it. And for the longest time, I thought it was my job to heal Mm. that as a very young kid. I took that on as Mm. a very young kid. I learned how to like shift and move and Mm. make sure that like I was okay. So I didn't add stress to mom. But if we go back to like the needs of a of a beautiful innocent child, their needs are to be loved and to belong and have certainty and belong to mama. And so if we're going to cause anything that's going to interrupt that, like for the grace of love, we're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, this is very deep. That morphing to comfort the parent when the parent's supposed to comfort us. 
but maybe that parent was never taught the skills of what to do. So this is them trying their very best, right? 100%. Yeah. So it's, it's super tough. And even me, like I've done so much therapy and coaching and Mm -hmm. I have been coached and I do coach. (laughs) And even I had a really big emotion the other day and I could feel it internally. And like, I didn't say anything or act in a way that the children would know. And Koa just came up and put his hand on my shoulder and said, I, I love you so much. And he could feel me feeling, and it's like, what do I even do in the moments I'm feeling really big things, knowing they're little sponges and they can feel me feeling, right? So I might have more skills and know what to do more than generations past, but I still question myself like, oh, I'm having a big feeling. I hope they just keep playing and they're not tuning in and looking around Mm. and and seeing me with a few tears on my face. So there's just a general lack of resources, even for us that are doing the work, we feel more evolved and conscious. It's like, we need to tighten up and grow this body of knowledge. So we all feel so regulated and Mm -hmm. so confident in our parenting, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. let's clarify. Um, There's so many emotions you work with that I'm fascinated by. Why do you think resentment is Mm. such a strong emotion in the motherhood journey? Oh, I love that. I think we're just, I think, okay, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm just mad. I'm mad that we are in 2023 and families aren't a priority. I'm mad that the systems are built on this idea that you know, one person's at home and one is not. Mm. I'm mad that the families are not a priority because in some areas of our world, they are Mm. and systems are built to support the family as a unit, whatever that may look like so that both parents can be home and that both parents can carry all the loads and, and navigate that together. So I'm mad. And I think that my madness is resentment because of the years of the women that came before me and how that resentment translated. I think that, um, I think resentment comes in a code. So I like to call it code. How is something passed down? It's passed through a code, comes into our operating system, i.e. our neurology. And it's just what you know, you do what you know. And if you don't question it, it's just the way. And I am one that questions. I question everything. I am a very curious woman. I question the fact that like, okay, I love my partner. I love him. He is my soulmate, but he gets to leave for work every day. And his life didn't really change from day to day, but mine is. And when he comes home from work and I say all these things, they seem so minute in the relation to what's going on in the world and to what's going on in his world. And we're met right there. We're faced with how do we do it differently? And so in that, in my first round as a mother, because I'm a new mom to two now, but my first round of motherhood, we had to have deep conversations about, hey, don't fix this right now. I just need you to listen. I need you to acknowledge. I need you to be, to see me and and in and, and this. And he needs that too. Um, but here's the thing. In that moment, if I just let it go and he goes, okay, well, this is what you just got to do and you just got to fix it. Boom emotions down, resentment burst, because it's like, how (laughs) dare you, right? 
Right? Oh, that was so relatable. Right? <laughs> but then we're like conscious, conscious beings. And we're like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. But that's the duality. I'm going mm. to feel the resentment because I meant to, because I've made a decision that I'm not going to mother the way that the generations before me have mothered. Because you want to know why? I don't want my daughter or my son to parent the way that um I want, I just really want to make it different. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Okay. You said something really, really a lot that was really powerful and about I'm mad because of, you know, the system, what's been passed down to us. There's so much there. And what happens is it looks like minutia. Mm -hmm. It looks like, well, I just wiped the floor eight times and then I had applesauce pouring on my head as the dog pooped on the couch and someone's ringing the doorbell, right? <laughs> like, it just sounds simple, yeah. like silly stuff that you could almost laugh at. It was just, if it was a sitcom, but we need to have capacity to feel and then breathe and ground and kind of like nature expands and contracts. And when mm -hmm. we just have to be expanded all day with no breath to come down and contract and fill our cup, it is extremely hard to regulate. We know right. what to do. We know to breathe, go in nature, take a little rest. But the system has been designed in a way that maybe we can't even friggin' go and do that. Mm -mm. And it's it's not about the applesauce on the floor or all the sounds going off. It's the mother has so many unmet needs and we were not born as robots. We were not born to be robotic. And in fact, the most loving mother knows how to like expand, contract, fill the cup and give. And when you give, 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 there's literally nothing left. Nothing. So is this a good explanation for why mother like internal rage, whatever that looks like. Is that a good explanation for what's happening? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is that it's like just not being seen. Like mm. you don't, you, and I think the thing is, it's like, it's not anyone's fault. I want to be really clear, right? It's like, this is, if you're raised in a certain container, that's what you, if you saw your mom and you saw your dad react to his things in a certain way, then that's just mm. kind of what gets recreated. And, you know, we just think we're doing the best that we can. This is, there's so many layers built in. Mm -hmm. Are we, what's our emotional intelligence? Are we willing to have the hard conversations? Are we willing to just sit with the fact that my wife's had a really tough day and I can't do a damn thing about it? Yeah. And that makes people feel really uncomfortable to say the hard things, you know? And I think that like, there's so many little skills that are built in there. So anyways, there's a lot of unmet needs and resentment just builds up and then it becomes a projection. And this is where I like to say that the mother wound is what is being projected because it is my responsibility, me as a woman to take care of myself and to meet my own needs first. How the heck am I gonna do that when I'm caring for everyone all day, right? Yes. But if we didn't go to school to like learn, okay, this is how you're going to put yourself first in life, in womanhood, in motherhood. No one taught us that. We're taking those codes from our mom, from our dad, or whoever that primary caregiver was. We're taking those codes. We're putting them into our life. And then we don't even recognize the needs that we have. They're not even being met by us. How can we expect someone else to? But then there's no time. 
And so the resentment builds and builds and builds. And then without even realizing it, my bag of stuff has now been handed over to my partners. Mm. And now I'm projecting all my unresolved pain and wounds out onto him. And he's incapable of resolving them because they're not his. And then I've taken on his. And now we're just in a (laughs) cycle of, you know, the surface. Like I look at things, right? Like three layers. There's like the, there's like the presenting problem is you don't understand me. You don't know what it's like to hold this list every day. Mm-hmm. The semi-conscious problem is like, man, like we are so burnt out, compassion fatigue. We're exhausted. We're tired. Mm-hmm. I resent you. And the unconscious is I don't feel good enough. I don't feel worthy enough. And I don't even think I'm allowed to ask for help. Do you ever feel limiting beliefs around money? What about imposter syndrome? You know where you want to go in life, but maybe you just keep getting stuck and can't seem to move that wheel forward. In the past, you felt really sparkly, passionate, on purpose, and maybe it's gotten lost somewhere along the way. It is my great pleasure to act as a life coach and help guide people back to their absolute best, to feel shiny, purposeful, and back to their old selves. If you're looking for a life and success coach, I'm now accepting one-to-one clients. DM me on Instagram or check it out online at emilyelliot.ca. Can't wait to hear from you. Yeah, you're nailing it. And no one fucking talks about this. We talk about like surface level stuff like, oh, I had your baby nap, but they start solids. It's like, Nicole, how are your emotions? It's like... Mm-hmm. We feel crazy, crazy for mm-hmm. having any emotions other than like gratitude or the not soft nurture. Yeah. And when we look back at communities that pulled together the food, they did it as a village. Yes. And we know that we've now stacked up 90 things of the past that women didn't have. Mm-hmm. And then partner A and partner B are both trying to fulfill Mm-hmm. all these needs and it's almost impossible and then it's just this thing well my needs are unmet well mine are mm-hmm. and it's like maybe we actually just need a system and a community to help because it's it's just this ongoing dance of needs and i think you know sometimes we want our partner or husband or mm-hmm. that person to know how to have the right words and be the therapist and help us but they were never trained in that and then they're overwhelmed by us overwhelmed and then it all goes south so I think this is where talking about this more strengthening sisterhood bonds Mm -hmm. normalizing these conversations can start to bring about an incredible amount of healing 100 I yeah I agree and I think like yeah, like my partner also has needs that and and carries a, a load that I will never know either, you mm-hmm. know, and, and so really mindful of that as well. Um, but the resentment piece of like, <laughs> it's like who, who, whose needs are more important, right? Mm-hmm. And that resentment that is carried with it. And then when we start to look inside and go, Um, I can build up my system. I can build up the village, but ultimately like, yes, you're not responsible for doing the things, but we are responsible in creating an agreement, but I can't even create an agreement if I don't know who I am, Mm -hmm. what I want and what I need. And what does motherhood do? 
oh my gosh, motherhood is an absolute transformation that neither one of us were prepared for, no matter how much books or information or community we are around. It's your own becoming journey. And it's a beautiful one, but one that's not really sourced with a guide to kind of be like, hey, hey, do you want to come unpack that with me? It's like, no, Mm -hmm. we're not. We're not unpacking anything. We ain't got time for that, (laughs) right? But yeah, I believe we do. (laughs) These deep, deep emotions, it's like they're not going to take a day to heal, right? Yes, yes, yes. The next one coming to me that's kind of like the big five of motherhood is tell me why guilt is so strong with mothers and daughters and grandmothers and sisters like what is this dirty emotion (laughs) oh isn't it so dirty it's yucky (laughs) I deleted it from my um from my neurology in a way because I found that guilt is something that we as I'm gonna say this we as women have used as a thermometer to make decisions And I don't think that's appropriate. And so in my work, I really teach like how to make empowered decisions with love energy around them and like Mm -hmm. honor energy and power, not in spite of, which is really built in resentment, right? Resentment Mm -hmm. is literally the the definition that there's an unmet need. So guilt comes up. And I always say to, to women, guilt is a trap. Guilt is that surface level emotion that we feel comfortable enough to say, I feel guilty about, but truthfully, it is like, a band-aid. It's really not the real emotion. Like guilt is like, am I guilty or am I afraid? Am I guilty or am I just feeling complete shame? Mm-hmm. Am I guilty or am I just mad and I don't know how to say it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think guilt has been used in motherhood because it's a way to keep us small mm. and not mm-hmm. powerful. Cause like when I make decisions now, it's like I could choose and sit here and go, oh my gosh, I feel so guilty that I'm sitting here and I'm working and I'm doing all these things and I should be, oh gosh, there's that other word should. We shouldn't even be using that word should. And you know, I'm an an ENLP. Language is so important for how we describe and understand our experiences. Guilt and should, I'm over it. They're traps. They block us from our power. They block us from connecting into our true body and going, hey, actually, how am I feeling? Yeah. I feel like it's a trap door. And if we have the tools or like even the space to kind of go, wait, is it guilt or is it something else? Because here's what Brenny Brown says. I love her. It's not mine. It's in her books. She says, guilt is I did something bad. So we freaking need that. If I break the law, I need to know that I broke the law and I should feel bad for it. It's a moral thing. She says, guilt is a moral thing. I did something bad. Shame Mm. says I am bad. I am bad. I am a bad mom because I didn't cook dinner today. I am a bad mom because I dropped all of the balls. I'm a bad mom because I'm going to go take time for myself. Who says that? Every single woman that came before me said that though. Yeah. So is it, is it that we bring up this dirty emotion because it's like, If I say, no, mother, sister, friend, I cannot help you right now, Mm. that, you know, this cycle perpetuates because Mm -hmm. maybe they don't have enough fullness in their life and it's all dependent on me. Mm. And then it's just kind of this undercover word of there's not enough people in your circle, your community, and there's not enough meaning in your life. So we all just throw guilt around. It's like, you have to be that for me. You know, Mm. is that the origin or is it something else? 
I would say that it's like the origin of like, I'm going to go back. I watched um, Elizabeth Gilbert speak at an event one year and she said, you know, and I'm not even going to attempt to quote it, but it's just like men is there's really, they don't operate from a place of guilt. It's like, you just do it or you don't, it's just neutral. Right. And it's like, well, we have to be more empathetic and more compassionate because women literally are born born to nurture they're born and then there was this idea that we had to like be more like sacrifice more be more because men were being encouraged to be more like women and then women were like oh i gotta follow that because i want to be just i gotta do that but no like we are already born to do that so it's almost like we got like double whammed with it Mm -hmm. and i think it became this um stone and when we're making a decision it's like well i should be able to do it all And the fact that I can't means I'm not good enough, but that's mm. not the truth. Guilt is saying you should be able to do it all, but, but that's not true. Actually is I, I am worthy of asking for help. I am worthy of having needs. I am worthy of being someone outside of mother. I am worthy of all of these things. When we make decisions in that, mm. it's like, Hey friend, I'm going to come over to your house and help you. And friend's going to say, yes, thank you. Because Mm. me asking for help and me receiving help doesn't take away from my worth. It doesn't take away from who I am. But guilt traps us and it almost isolates us. I should be better. You're right. Because when you talk to older generations about having kids and you're like, I'm struggling. And they're like, well, I did it all. Yeah. It -hmm. perpetuates, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that means that, you know, when my daughter or my sister, or any of the female relationships in my life comes to me one day. And, you know, they might have it quote unquote easier than I did. I have to make peace with that and heal from that and know their journey might be easier and not be resentful about Mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. Because it Mm -hmm. tends to with women, all the female relationships, well, who had it easier? Yeah. 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 It becomes this very like surface level judging all of these things that we just don't know. Yeah. And I just think like guilt is, is so guilt and sacrifice are just so what we know and what we've learned about motherhood, because it's the stories we've heard. It's what we've seen. I'm not saying there's anything bad with sacrifice because of course we've had to make different choices, but I don't want to see in my world, sacrifice at the event of being a martyr, which is what I jumped into. And Mm -hmm. I martyred myself around when I could have, um, after I did that healing, I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. If I want something I wanted, I'm worthy and I'm allowed to have it. If I don't want to be doing this, I'm allowed to ask for help. I don't need to do everything for everybody and sacrifice my own mental health for it. But what I was taught was exactly that. So to go against the grain in itself, you were being trailblazers. I love it. Right. My situation is different than yours, which your mom and and your dad taught you very different than mine. Mm -hmm. So it's not to compare my story, but it's to compare the fact that what you grew up in and what you want for your family, most likely you're going to go against the grain. I love that so much. (laughs) There's so much here. So let's talk about this. (laughs) We've talked about a lot of big emotions, you know, guilt, rage, resentment. Mm -hmm. In your world, Nicole, how do people start to let this stuff go to move on in a more healthy way? Ooh, so good. So good. Um, yeah, so good. 
So if I say, you know, if you're listening today, what's something you could do? It would be just to recognize that this didn't start with you. Mm-hmm. Like really, like really lean into that for like the next 30 days. Mm-hmm. Like the resentment you're carrying, the pain you're ca- carrying, the fact that it's hard. It's hard because it is hard. Mm-hmm. Like it literally is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't start with you. Mm-hmm. And I think like the love that we have, the desires that we have, um, there's just so much going on. We didn't, we weren't given a toolbox for how to unpack all these feelings, needs, and desires on mm-hmm. top of raising beautiful children and being mm-hmm. in love and making money. All of those things are a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just like really going, hey, none of this started with you and this isn't your fault but your opportunity your responsibility is to go is to question it like what feels good do Mm -hmm. it what doesn't feel good let's start to look into that and start to go where could i repair that you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's the big thing whether because you know we're raising kids and we're not always going to be conscious and gentle and loving and all these things it's it's impossible but it's the repair that counts because I sorry, I know I didn't see that. I didn't see, mm. hey, mommy's having a really hard time. Oh my gosh, I just got super frustrated. It's not about you. I'm managing a lot and I need to slow down. Let's breathe. I never, my mama never said that to me. Oh, same. I do feel <laughs> very confident in this technique. Like, oh, I'm having a big emotion. Emotions are safe. I'm just going to sit here and move through it with my breathing. Because I think for kids, I think I read it in the whole whole brain child, mm. they need to see the stress cycle complete. Yes, so yes, yes. They just see a parent like, something just fell and like, you know, they're like, whoa. But if we can explain to them big emotions are safe, sometimes you have a big emotion and we mm-hmm. work through it. I need to have them too. It can be a very healthy teaching ground, right? So I love what you're saying. And I would love to know, you know, let's say half of the people listening might be like, okay, what do I know about my sister, mother, grandmother, aunts? Like, what do I know about the females in my life? Okay, that explains a lot. But for some people, it might not be that easy to unpack. So do you Mm -hmm. use a certain technique to kind of help with that? Yeah. So I think what I will say is my work, you know, unpacking the mother wound doesn't necessarily mean you're a mother yourself. Mm -hmm. Unpacking the mother wound really comes down to the fact that you had a mother Mm -hmm. and some capacity in your life, you had a mother Mm -hmm. and it really does come down to those beautiful techniques you just shared that you will do in the moment with your children. The mother wound repair and resolution comes from learning how to mother yourself. And so when something is really hard, how are you treating yourself? Mm. Because what do we know? The first thing, right? Critical, hard on ourselves. We should know better. There's the guilt. We should do better. I I feel completely drained. We are so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Nicole, this work is so pivotal. And Mm. let's talk about how... Like, how do you bring this work into your marriage? Like, what is the mm-hmm. top piece you would say would be beneficial to people struggling with resentment, guilt, all these cycles of negative emotions that then are taken on by the partner and you can't break the cycle? Like, what advice would you give couples stuck in this trap? Mm. So number one, like both partners have to be willing. Mm-hmm 
right? Because change can't happen if we're just going to continuously say, you've got a problem and this is you and this is all your fault. And the other partner is going, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm. Both people have to be willing to admit like, Ooh, we have come to a place where this doesn't feel good anymore. What are we willing to do about it? Mm. And it, and it really does come down to, and it's going to sound super simple, but it really is going to come down to taking responsibility for, you know, the best example I can give is like, uh, work, 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 working all the time. And, you know, I'm like, really, I want the kitchen cleaned every night before, di- uh, before bed. This is who I am. Okay. But who taught me that? My mom taught me that. What does it mean to have a clean kitchen? I'm a good enough person. Okay. Is that me or is that him? Him sitting down, having a snack, watching a show at the end of the night. If I'm sitting there doing the dishes and I'm going, uh, must be nice. <laughs> Those words, right? right? As soon as we start saying that alarm bells have to go off, but here's, I want to just preface. I'm all here for it because we are human and we need to feel these emotions. This is not about mm-hmm. stopping stuff. This is about recognizing I'm a human and this is coming up for me, but where my responsibility then comes is like, what does this have to do with me? Why do I believe that I can't stop and just sit down and chill? Mm. why I think that like I could take you through a whole framework but let's just focus on this question why him sitting on the couch does that activate and trigger me what does that mean and there's layers there so the first one you're probably not going to get any resolution the second one you probably will but when you play at this kind of level and you go you know what like I am jealous that I don't feel like I can sit down until x y and z are done but how beautiful is it that he just goes, what do I need? And he does it. Yeah, I love that. That's okay. pretty cool. <laughs> Nicole, we're going to go vulnerable here. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my husband was just away for three days. Ooh. Okay. And so I was like with the kids 15 hours a day times three and mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he came back. And he was feeling really bummed that he wanted like a, a welcome. Welcome home. We're so happy you're here. <laughs> and my brim was like hitting high, like mm-hmm. tired, overstimulated. And every ounce I had left was to be regulated and loving with the mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. And then I would just go in my own bed and be like, yeah. Yep. So in that circumstance, he's coming through the door. He's like, welcome me. <laughs> and I'm like, I need a hot minute and I need to process the emotions. I haven't had time to process. What do you do? And I know that I know this isn't like a therapeutic, a therapy. No, it's a good be, question. It's a good but question. like, this is like two women, like kind of talking through these spaces where resentment. hmm I feel like resentment is such a opportunity for us to go, what are we not meeting here? Yeah. Okay. But I think it's two parts in that moment. It's like that opportunity of like, I want to be welcomed and I want to be, I want to know that I was missed and loved and received. And then you're over on the other side, but I have just done this 15 times three times trying to work and regulate myself. And like, I deserve to be seen too. And I think we've got to really come down to the fact that it's not a competition, Mm -hmm. but in those moments, Hey, like I just need to pause. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we were to even go back even further, it's like, we got to have agreements in our marriage. When I'm at a hundred percent, you get to go be at zero percent. When I'm at 50%, I need you to mix me. And Brené talks a little bit about that. Yeah. But in those moments, it's just like, we can't take shit personally. We can't, 
Yeah, we cannot because uh, yeah. it steals the love. It steals the joy. So number one, recognize that resentment is coming up. Recognize that you're hitting it. The second, like understand your resent. This is what I teach in my challenge. Recognize your like flag for resentment, mm-hmm. right? If you like for me, must be nice. Oh, buddy, I am <laughs> hitting it. Me. Yeah, like it. I am in it. Like it. Like I love this man. This man, I want to be with for the rest of my life. And I'm sitting over here going, "Must be nice." Yes, Nicole, because you're human, and we're having human experiences. Mm-hmm. But the place that we get to take it to resolve it, repair it, and really model to ourselves and to our children is like, "Hey, right now, I am so frustrated that this is what's happening. I am going to go take a minute because that's exactly what I would have done too." Yeah, no, I appreciate the handoff, right? The handoff. And the second part is the repair. We got to come back. We got to repair, whether it's two days or three days, we've got to come back to that repair and say, you know what? I'm recognizing that when you came home needing me, I was done. I have been needed for three days straight. And I love you and I need you too. And I want to to need you and I want to receive that. And what I need doesn't take away from what you need, right? I love what you're saying about like a pre-written kind of discussion, like most likely by this state, I'll be in this state. Here's what I need. Mm -hmm. And you're welcome might be at 5 p.m. on Friday, which is two and a half hours from now. Right. But it's like the more we the reason I'm bringing up something like this honest conversation is the more we just air out this stuff. Yes. It doesn't feel so heavy because we know every couple's going through this. And I even messaged another friend whose husband goes on the road. She's like, girl, I be standing on the porch with three kids. And the second he'd pull in the do- door, I'd start like yelling, you and your nice hotel room and your dinners and da 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 Here you go. Yeah. So I was like, that was so awesome and real and like relatable yes. because it's yes. like, you know, we can only get better when we just say we're feeling something needs mm-hmm. and respecting each other. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that was super, super helpful. Mm-hmm. And I would love to know, Nicole, how do you believe communities of mothers can start supporting each other more? Mm, that's a really great question. I think the belief that this, this inner knowing has to happen that, um, nobody has, nobody is alone in what they're feeling. Like what you feel, there is someone else out there that feels the same. Mm. And I don't want to take away from the importance, but more rather show you that, um, it's, it's not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's like, right. So helpful. It's not, it's like, it's like, you know, we just talked before, you know, getting on here, like what happened, like leading up to this call. And it's like, the more that we can talk openly about what's going on and how we're feeling every single time I do 10 other women are like me too. And they don't have to say anything else, but me Mm -hmm. too. You know, when we gather in communities with women and we give ourselves permission to go below the surface of like, Hey, how are you? What stage of solids are you in? Like, cool. I do want to talk about it, but also I want to talk about the fact that like, why is this so hard? Mm-hmm. And what about this is making me feel like I'm not doing a good enough job? And why do I feel like I have to go do a hundred million things of research to be good enough? Yeah, I love that so much. I think that's a beautiful reminder. And I know that many people are going to benefit from what we've talked about here today, because mm-hmm. this is like the undercover secret society motherhood. And we're like, we're here for it. You can talk to us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Okay, Nicole, this has been 
Absolutely brilliant. And for everyone listening, they're used to me closing off the interview with this question. Mm. What do you think makes somebody magnetic? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, oh my gosh, I could say so many beautiful things. Um, I think it's that, that energetic, uh, love for for life and love for self like that curiosity nature Mm. um i think we go through so 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 much and just that like smile on the face or just like i see you you can Mm. see that in everyone no matter how bad of a day they're having it's Mm. just like it's there and that's just like i feel like that's like that heart pull it's like there's a reason you met that person when you met them and that that's purposeful and i really do believe that in um all that i do really (laughs) i love that and you are someone who really does radiate joy and i know you're Mm -hmm. holding a lot in life and you still always have a very vivacious, sparkly aura around you. So I definitely do believe you model that. Um, if you felt moved by our chat today, check Nicole out online. She's up to some really cool stuff. And to everyone listening, let's make the conversation about motherhood even more raw, honest, and real. Thank you so much for being here, Nicole. And can't wait to talk soon.